Release date, August 31st, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the TVD College Football Podcast with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And I'm Isaac. With this episode entitled, We're Back. Week one of college football is finally here. We could probably not be more excited about it. Seriously looking forward to a great week of football. Starting off with a little review of last week, though, with our personal favorite segment, Overrated underrated starting out with Notre Dame if you're new to the show this is a segment where we look at teams from the past week and we decide if we think they're overrated or underrated starting out with Notre Dame fighting Irish took on Navy crushed them 42 to 3 way covered the spread way proved us wrong Sam Hartman goes 19 for 23 251 yards and four touchdowns and a total of 444 yards of offense and their defense only allowed 169 yards I mean to me guys I'll go first the Irish looked great they 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 proved me wrong I didn't think they were going to cover the spread I thought I look I know it's just Navy but they looked good Sam Hartman looked good the offense was very smooth defense might have a little trouble down the road but ultimately a really great game from the Notre Dame fighting Irish so to me I have Notre Dame as underrated I'm still waiting to see what they're going to do down the road I want to see what they do in week two against NC State but I'm honestly I'm I'm high on Notre Dame right now yeah Mason I I just got to tell you right now that Notre Dame and Sam Hartman played their hearts out and you know there's not a lot to judge uh, from, you know, playing against Navy may not be the greatest opponent opponent to judge by, but, you know, Notre Dame showed they're here not to play. And, you know, I'm just so excited to see how they turn out. This is typically not what we say on this podcast. Normally it's beat up on Notre Dame. Typically we do overrated a lot with Notre Dame in this segment, but I got to tell you, man, I can't necessarily say overrated or underrated. I got to say they're right where they should be right now, but I'm really excited to see how they do against NC State next week. Yeah, like both of you guys said, honestly, I'm sitting here looking at this, and 42-3 to is impressive. No matter who you play, I mean, that that's a strong game. 19 for 23, 251 yards, four touchdowns. Sam Hartman looked really good, and we could say, well, it's Navy, but like, like Joey said, I think they're right where they need to be, and honestly, only been up 169 yards. I mean, we can say, okay, Navy doesn't pass the ball a lot, but that's still impressive. Under 200 yards allowed. It's a lot better than USC did. So that being said, I think Notre Dame's right where they should be, and I'm excited to see how they play against NC State. And speaking of USC, we're going to talk about them next on this segment. They did beat San Jose State 56-28. to But notice, I didn't say thrashed. I didn't say crushed. I said beat. Caleb Williams, it's Caleb Williams, man. He did his thing. 18 for 25, 278 yards, and four touchdowns, all right? 501 yards of total offense. But defense, they gave up a whopping 396 yards to San Jose State. And don't get me wrong, like San Jose State looked good too. But it's San Jose State, and you gave up 396 yards against a Mountain West team. To me, guys, if USC doesn't have Caleb Williams... This game, I think this game probably ends a lot closer, no joke, um, without an offense. I was talking to my friend Donovan over the Dub Sports podcast today. He's a huge USC fan. What I told him is this. Yeah, defense right now, they may get better, okay? But if they go up against a team with a high-powered offense like Bo Nix in Oregon or Michael Penix Jr. in Washington, there's an actual offense to keep up, 
they could drop one. To me right now, USC starting out, overrated. Yeah, man. I, I really got to say that, you know, I don't think we were very disappointed in USC's offense, and it was kind of expected. You know, Lincoln Riley is known for his high-powered offense, but something that he's unfortunately also known for is his lack of defense. Uh, you know, hence why it was kind of a shocker when Oklahoma hired Brent Venables as the new head coach because it's a complete change in what that system was. Um, and, you know, I really have to say that USC is overrated after this game solely on defense, man. Like, you can only go so far with your offense. And we saw that at the end of the season for USC. We saw that midseason for USC. Caleb Williams can only do so much. And, you know, once a defense is able to stop him, it's easy to stop USC. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on what Joey said, and I would have to agree. USC, let's talk about this. They were only up by a touchdown in the second quarter. They went into the half leading by, I don't remember if it was 7 or 10 points, but it wasn't much. And when you're playing a team like San Jose State from the Mountain West and you're USC, you're a Power 5 school, you should be up by more than that considerably. And so the fact they only won by four touchdowns. They were up by seven. They were up by seven at the half, 21 to 14 against San okay. Jose State. So 21 to 14 at the half. Thank you, Mason. And so you look at that and you say, well, it's actually pretty pitiful considering, you know, they're, they're USC. And so I would have to agree. If they didn't have Caleb Williams, I think they very well would have lost that one. So I'm going to go ahead and say that USC at this point in the season is overrated. No doubt. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that for sure. I would say that Caleb Williams obviously is still a front runner in the Heisman race, no doubt. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the botched 76. So there was a botched snap, and then he just is about to get sacked and does the Caleb Williams thing and launches one for 76 yards and a touchdown. So I will say, though, and, and this is kind of up for debate, but is that a good quarterback move or is that risky? I mean... At this point, we're looking at Caleb Williams as an NFL, NFL, you know, possibly number one in the draft, right? He's a prospect. So you see him make that kind of pass. For me personally, I'm scared when he's making that kind of pass. He, The wide receiver bailed him out in that moment. I just have to say that. Now, was it a spectacular play? Yes, don't get me wrong. But it was all luck, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say that it's definitely a risky throw, but I think Caleb Williams is a good enough player to make a decision like that. Now, when you get in the NFL, no, but it's college football against San Jose State. He took a chance, threw it up, and came down with it. So, But, yes, that is our overrated, underrated segment for this week. If you liked that, make sure to check us out on our Instagram at TBD College Football. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere, and we're even making a TikTok, so be on the lookout for that. And subscribe to us right here on YouTube. Thank you. Now it's time for our truly favorite segment, the Game of the Week. And I said last week it feels so good to say that again, and it is time for our Game of the Week. So, Isaac, why don't you tell the folks, what is our Game of the Week? Folks, our game of the week is fifth-ranked LSU playing against eighth-ranked Florida State University at Camp in the Camping World kickoff uh, at Camping World Stadium on Sunday in Orlando, Florida. This game will take place at 7:30 p.m. We obviously have both returning quarterbacks. We have Jaden Daniels. Reco- 
We have Jaden Daniels returning for the Tigers at LSU, and we have Jordan Travis returning for the Knowles at Florida State. This should be a pretty even matchup, uh, which is probably going to make it a great one. We had a super close one last year in New Orleans uh, where LSU missed that extra point, right? Uh, Sorry, Isaac. I know that sucked. Uh, Me and Isaac even had a conversation after that. It's like, man, with how terrible the special teams was that night, might as well just gone for two and gone for the win. Uh, but this is going to be a good game. Isaac, I know Isaac has the stats on this one. I'm going to let him share a little bit, and then we're going to make our picks. So I'm looking back at this, and I personally think that the special teams is what cost LSU the game last year. Um, you know, we lost by one point, and I think all in all, we should have won that game. Have we gone overtime? Maybe. I don't know. But looking back at it, Jaden Daniels progressed a lot throughout the season. You know, as a team, LSU averaged 6.4 yards per play in 2022, and that's not really a lot. You know, Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback for Florida State. I'm super excited about this weekend, and uh, looking at it right now, it looks like the FPI is 65% for LSU. I think that's a little bit high. The spread is 2.5 in favor of LSU. I think that's right where it should be. I think it'll be a one-score game either way. So I'm really excited. Go Tigers. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a good one. We're going to let Joey pick first because Isaac picked last last week. So, Joey, who you got, man? I'm just going to tell you real quick, you know, Jordan Travis is a great quarterback and the Seminoles definitely have a great team in their hands. But mm-hmm. I do have to say that I'm going to take the LSU Tigers, which hurts me and pains me. I have to take the LSU Tigers. You know, the experience is just not there on the Florida State side compared to LSU's. Uh, and, you know, the run that LSU made at the end of the season was definitely more impressive than Florida State. I got Florida State, or I got LSU, but I think they go over the spread. I got LSU by two touchdowns. Wow. That's a lot of touchdowns, dude. I mean, that's a big score difference, man, especially with me, man, just because I think this is going to come down to coaching. I think the experience is there. Brian Kelly obviously beaten Nick Saban his first year. It's insane. Um, but with that being said, man, it's in Florida. I'm picking Florida State to beat LSU, and I got them to cover the spread. I think they win by three. I think it's a close game like last year. I think Florida State takes home the dub this year. Yeah, so that's something I've thought about uh, here just this evening is the fact that it's in Florida. It's basically a road game, you know, and the fact that we didn't pull it off last year when it was basically a home game in New Orleans is a little bit off-putting to me. Obviously, I'm going to go with the Tigers. I think Brian Kelly's experience and the team's experience and the way they've gelled together in fall camp is going to be a really good run for them going into Orlando. I like LSU to cover the spread. I think they won by a touchdown. Go Tigers. It's going to be a close game. Like I don't think it'll be two touchdowns. And I really wanted to pick LSU, but I just couldn't do it. Something about Florida State and Mike Norville just tells me that they're going to take this one home. And, you know, the only reason I say two touchdowns is I feel that LSU's defense is just a little more experienced in these tougher games. Don't get me wrong. I think FSU's defense will show up, but I think at the end of the game, one team is going to outplay the other. Then one team's going to be more exhausted, and the other one's just going to play much stronger in that fourth quarter. And that's where I think that they may be in the lead by one touchdown the entire game, but I think they take a last-second touchdown to end it. Wow. Definitely going to be a good one. Definitely going to be a close game. Super, super, super excited about this one. Moving on to our big Week 1 matchups. Starting out, we got look, we got football Thursday. We got football Friday. We got football Saturday. We got football Sunday. And gosh dang, bro, we got football on Monday. All right? Labor Day football. I mean, week one is big, and it's back. 
Super excited for some of these matchups. All right, starting off on Thursday, we got Florida at number 14, Utah at 8 p.m. Obviously, the end of a home-and-home last year, Utah goes to the Swamp. They get within first and goal, and it's down by three. Cam Rising throws a pick in the end zone. I mean, literally, all you got to do is take the field goal, and you're going to overtime with, like, 30 seconds left. So that one ends. They want revenge. It's going to be a good game. Florida won, obviously, by a field goal last year. Could be a close one this year. We'll see what happens. Kyle Whittingham, he knows how to win these games at home. Look at every game that he's won at home in the past couple years. Look at against USC last year. Kyle Whittingham is a great coach, and they've, you know, they've won so many Pac-12 championships the past couple years. But here's the thing. Here's the one thing. That makes me question Utah right now. It's Cam Rising. He's coming off that ACL injury he sustained in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. He's listed as the week one starter, which obviously, knowing Kyle Whittingham, that's not taking a chance. He's got trust in his starter in Cam. So I think that he's going to be okay, but I think that is the question for me. Is he 100% like we saw last year, right? Bryce Young, he got hurt for a couple games. He's out against Arkansas, comes into Tennessee, and we're all thinking, I mean, is he, he going to actually be able to do it? And he threw for over 400 yards against Tennessee. Now, is, is Cam Rising Bryce Young? Absolutely not. But I think that Kyle Winningham knows what's up. ESPN FPI has Utah at 73%. The spread is Utah at 6.5. I'm picking first, so I'll go ahead and say that I think the spread is a little low. Obviously, I'm picking Utah to win this game. I don't think Florida goes out there in their second year to – a higher elevation in Salt Lake City. I don't I don't know. I don't think they can do it. I got the Utah Utes by 10. This one will be a fun one. I remember watching last year and that specific moment that Mason talked about. They should have kicked the field goal. I will stand by that 100%. Uh, obviously, it always sucks to be a Florida Gator. It's going to suck a little bit more this weekend. Uh, we're looking at it, you know, Utah's favored by 7. I like the Utes in this one. Uh, the question will be, how is Cam Rising going to be at quarterback? But the bigger question for me, honestly, is number one, Billy Napier didn't have much to work with in Gainesville in year one. But number two, it's a second year. But the quarterback situation for the Gators is what's going to throw me off. And even though Cam Rising's hurt, I think the Utes get it done. And I like them by 10. You know, the two in front of me, bringing up last year's game, I just got to say this. It was close. Because Anthony Richardson, most likely. You know, Florida at least had some talent at the quarterback position. You know, this year, I can definitely agree with Isaac here and say that the quarterback position right now at Florida is definitely, it's scary to look at right now. Um, and honestly, I think the Utes are kind of kicking their butts a little bit. They're kicking themselves because, you know, they know that they should have taken that field goal. They know that they could have won that game. Uh, but, you know, I think the U- the Utah Utes come in here and just blow the Gators out. I'm going to go ahead and take them. I'm going to go ahead and take them by at least 17 points. Man, you got the big spreads today. You picking cover and you are picking big, all right? My man Joey, he's out here today, all right? He must have he must have a promo code for FanDuel or something. We're not sponsored by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, next up Going to Friday now. It's our only really important Thursday game, Utah, you know. But this is our really only important game on Friday. This is Louisville versus Georgia Tech in the Aflac kickoff game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta at 7.30 p.m. Boy, that's a mouthful, ain't it? Good Lord. Another possibly super even matchup. Uh, we haven't sent 
we haven't seen what Brent Key can really do with this team yet. Uh, this is Brent Key's first year as head coach after Georgia Tech fired Jeff Collins midseason last year. The ESPN FPI for this one is Louisville, 68%. The spread is Louisville by 7.5. Isaac, you're picking first. Super even matchup, I think. What do you think? Well, I think, honestly, Mason, I think this right here is kind of like a bottom feeder game for the ACC, and I'm just going to be 100% honest. I think the fact that it's a kickoff game is a little bit funny. I'm interested to see how this works out because it is Brent Key's first year with the Yellow Jackets. With that being said, I like Louisville to cover the spread. I think they'll beat Georgia Tech by at least 10, if not two touchdowns. I can completely under, uh, understand why Isaac would think that, but let me expand a little bit more. You know, one piece of Louisville that was definitely big after Lamar Jackson, Malik Cunningham. You know where Malik Cunningham is now? Making an impact in the NFL. You know who's at Louisville now? I don't know either. You know, I think that this may honestly be close at the beginning because, you know, both teams are honestly trying to pick, figure it out. You know, I mean, I think both teams are still trying to pick a quarterback, honestly. Both teams are trying to settle and figure out what is their identity. But I definitely agree. I think Louisville has this one. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go under the spread here, uh, but I'm still going to go by seven. Man, that's a really tough one for me, man. I don't know. I think I don't think people are giving Georgia Tech enough credit. I think that this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, with that being said, I'm sorry. Even though I'm a Georgia fan, I'm going to have to go with Louisville with you guys. TBD triple pick. Uh, throw that Uno reverse card in there. Just because I, I, think, I don't think they cover the spread, though. I think it's by three. I think, I'm thinking Louisville by three. That's what I got. That's what I'm sticking with. That's my story. And we're going to move on to the next game. Moving on to Saturday. So this year, guys, we wanted to let you know we are playing ESPN College Football Pick'em. Now, obviously, we're not going to do every single game in the Pick'em because some of those games, like in week one, are just not worth picking, right? Uh, so we picked a couple. Of, uh, we picked six. We picked six that we think uh, are really important, and we want to try to help you guys out with them as much as possible. So uh, let us know what you think about that. If you're playing College Football Pick'em, obviously, if you're playing for money, we're not you know, telling you to go gamble, but we're just going to try to help you guys pick, and we're going to pick too. So starting off Saturday, we got Fresno State at Purdue at 12 p.m., like I just said we're starting the ESPN college football pick him I have absolutely no clue what this game is going to be it could be an absolute barn burner it could be an upset by Fresno State or it could just be an ultimate and complete beat down by Purdue ESPN FBI has Purdue 74 percent spread however has Purdue negative four Purdue by four so that's that's pretty different to me because I feel like an ESPN FBI at 74 percent their spread is thinking about 10 or 12 Purdue by four. That's interesting. Joey's got the first one. What do you think, my man? Well, first off, I just got to – the first thing I think is, you know, these two teams are one of those – they're both those teams that, you know, one season they're they're blowing up everybody. They're upsetting teams. They're, they're putting up high-score games. And next thing you know, next season, they're completely awful. They're just nowhere to be seen. Um, you know – I honestly have no idea how Purdue's going to turn out this year. They honestly are one of those teams where they could also be a dark horse this year. But honestly, I have more confidence in Fresno State taking this game. Um, will I go with my confidence, though? I will not because it's at Purdue. I'm going to go ahead and say Purdue's going to probably win by two touchdowns. So, to me, this is going to be close to, I think. 
but it's not going to be that close. Purdue has played extremely well in their first game for some reason over the past couple years. They kept it really close with Penn State game one last year. And look, I know teams are different from year to year, but for some reason they always show up in week one. I got Purdue by 16. So that's what I'm going with. Purdue by 16, cover the spread. So I'm a little bit off-put by this because the FPI is 74% for Purdue, but the spread is only 4 I'm with you on that, Mason. I don't understand that because it seems to be that those are in two different ballparks. With that said, I've got the Boilermakers to cover the spread. I've got them by 14 points at least. Probably more closer to three touchdowns, but they're going to cover the spread, no doubt. Now we're moving on. Next game, Colorado at number 17, TCU at 12 p.m. Obviously, TCU coming off a playoff berth after getting absolutely demolished in the national championship by Georgia, 65-7, to the largest bowl deficit in college football history. Colorado coming off a one-win season. Sonny Dyke's second year as head coach. Will he repeat success, and how will he do it? Joey in 20 seconds. Tell me how Sonny Dykes is going to repeat success at TCU this year. I think that Sonny Dykes has a lot available with him. You know, he may not have a, a Quentin Johnson at wide receiver. He may not have a Max Duggan at quarterback. But, you know, he can scout out talent. And I think TCU is definitely one of those places that always brings in those underdog stories. And, you know, they always bring in hidden talent, hidden gems. So, you know, all he has to do is find that one guy, and especially on the offense, and I think they're set. Exactly. Thank you, Joey. Isaac, Deion Sanders' first year at Colorado. False hype, real hype. What are the expectations in 30 seconds? Hit me with it. I'm going to say this. Deion Sanders reminds me a lot of LeVar Ball and that he gets his publicity by talking. I think Deion will be an okay coach, but I don't think he's going to be all this, you know, Power 5 coach. He's coming from a place at Jackson State. Jackson State's not a Power 5 school. You know, I don't really know how it's going to pan out for Deion, but I don't think he's going to be. I think it's false hype. If you want my opinion, it's false hype, but it's going to be a good game nonetheless. Another overrated, underrated segment, uh, Deion Sanders, false hype from Isaac, obviously overrated. Joey's got some opinions. What do you think, man? I think Deion Sanders is going to kind of blow the league away. Uh, I honestly think that he did bring over a lot of, you know, smaller names uh, from his, his, his previous school, but I think that those – those talents are going to make a big impact on Colorado. He already made an impact by saying, if you're not going to play hard, if you're not going to make sure that you're throwing up at practice, like get out, leave. And you know what? So many people left. And you know what? Those are the people who won only one game in the season. I think he changed the program already within year one. And I'm not going to make my pick yet, but I know, I know that he's going to have a great impact. Maybe not just this year, within this year, but next year, it'll be a whole different ballgame. So we got an overrated and we got an underrated. So even here. ESPN FPI, TCU at 92%. It's the highest FPI of the games we're picking. Spread is TCU by 20 and a half. I'm picking first. I agree with Joey. I think, I think that Colorado is going to be a force to reckon with in the Pac-12 this year. It's their last year in the Pac-12, moving to the Big 12 next year. Deion Sanders is going to have a lot of fun this year, I think, and I think he's actually building a culture of winning that they haven't had there in such a long time. And with that being said, I got TCU, and I, I don't have him to cover the spread, though. <laughs> I don't have TCU to cover the spread, though. I think I think Colorado will do extremely well in this game. Shadur Sanders at quarterback, obviously his son. Um, I, I think that, that Colorado is going to give TCU a run for their money. I say TCU by seven. I had a feeling Mason was going to pull the inner reverse, and lo and behold, he did just that. 
With that said, though, TCU 92%, favored by 20.5. I've got the Horned Frogs as well, but I don't think they cover the spread. I like them by 17 simply because of the fact that we don't know what the quarterback situation looks like with Max Duggan having graduated. I got the Horned Frogs. I kind of have a similar uh, idea as Isaac here, and that's because we don't know how quarterback this quarterback position is going to turn out at Colorado. But let me tell you something. Deion Sanders' son could possibly be a force to reckon with. He has the legs like Lamar Jackson. He's got the arm, not quite like Patrick Mahomes, but he's he's getting there. He's young. Um, I definitely still have the Horn Frogs winning this game, but I don't think they cover the spread. I think nobody has any idea how Dion is going to go into this game, how Colorado is going to go into this game. And it's going to throw him by surprise a little bit, so it's going to be a lot closer. I got him by 10 points. Glad we're all in agreement on that one. Uh, it's 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 going to be closer than people are thinking. And I know I've said that about Georgia Tech and Louisville and a lot of other games, but I think that we're going to have some close matchups this weekend. I think that we're seeing a lot of games. I mean, look at USC and San Jose State. Everybody's like, USC's going to wreck them. Defense looks great this year, blah, 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 and then gave up 396 yards. So, I mean, anything's possible, right? Not anything, but, you know. If, if Colorado wins this game, it will not surprise me. I, I think that we're all kind of in agreement in that. Next up, and this is a game we're excited about because this is a game we're all involved in because we all live in South Carolina, North Carolina, so I already just said it. South Carolina versus number 21 UNC in the Dukes-Mayo Classic at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte at 730 in what we're calling the Battle of the Carolinas. Two factors, Spencer Rattler, Drake May. Two really good quarterbacks. They're not really on the same level. I, I think Joey would probably agree with that. Drake May obviously being the better quarterback. But Spencer Rattler's done some things at South Carolina. I'm excited to see how much work he's been doing this offseason. Uh, these two teams, to me, are, they're pretty close. Uh, should be a good game. ESPN, FPI, UNC 58%. Spread is UNC 2.5. Spread Vegas obviously thinks that this is going to be a close game, too. Uh, Isaac's picking first. He's from North Carolina. Who you got in this one, Isaac? So, Mason, so this one's going to be a good one. I'm really excited about this. Spencer Rattler, Drake May, the Battle of the Carolinas. There's only one Carolina, and we could argue that after this weekend we'll know the answer to that. Uh, with that in mind, you know, Carolina's favored. North Carolina's favored. I apologize. I am going to have to go with the Cox. And maybe a little bit of SEC bias, but I think Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks are going to come off the momentum of last season. They finished strong. They beat Clemson for the first time in, in a number of years. And I think they're going to ride this into this season. And I think they beat the Tar Heels in Charlotte. I don't know if you heard that, but I just sucked my teeth at you. I can't believe you did that to me. All I got to say is this, man. Yes, the, the SEC is better. Okay, we get it. We get it quarterback no okay drake may is definitely much more talented than spencer rattler sure spencer rattler can have some cool plays here and there but drake may is definitely the all-around quarterback uh in this game i will say though i don't think unc can come out with it uh solely off of their defense they have never been good on their defense so i think it's going to be an offensive shootout um, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, USC for this, but I think we all need to know that after this year, we will know that there's only one real team in South Carolina. A great pick, and here's what I'll say this, Joey. Yes, Drake May is the better quarterback. Spencer Rattler makes plays here and there. Drake May's got the talent. But let me ask you this. What's the talent that he has around him? But at the same time, 
what's the talent that Spencer Rattler has around him? You know, I mean, that's why, that's why I think this is going to be a incredibly even matchup. And obviously, South Carolina is the real Carolina. No offense, Isaac. Well, you know what? Full offense intended, Isaac. South Carolina is the real Carolina. They're the only real team. In so I'm so sorry, Joey. I can't do it. <laughs> South Carolina. I got them to win this. I think that they come out. I think they. Uh, I think they win by. I think they win by three. I think this is a close, really, really close game. I got them by three. I also didn't tell my spread. I think they also win it by three. Uh, I think it comes down to the last few seconds, completely honest. Uh, But also, I really have to say that, to respond to you real quick, I don't know who Drake May has. Because last year, it was Josh Downs. Josh Downs every day. Since day one, everybody knew that was the guy. And he's gone. He's in the NFL. So who they're going to go to, nobody knows. I also didn't give my spread. I've got the Cox by a field goal. Cox by a field goal. I like it. Well, either way, if we are all picking USC, it just means that we're picking against the spread. But, yes, that is that is pretty fair. Also, uh, since we're on the topic of uh, Tar Heels versus Cox, uh, if you want to see our records after this week of gameplay, uh, definitely go on Instagram and check out our PP, our predictions poll. Um it's great. It's great. Uh, y'all will definitely love it. Joey doesn't know what he's talking about. It's called our prediction podium, and it's already out from week zero. Uh, Isaac gets the dub five to zero, five and zero. Oh, so you, good job. I don't know how he did that. And then me and Joey four and one. I picked the Bobcats against San Diego. He picked UTEP against Jacksonville State, and that's just how it ended up. So I have to make this plug. These are this is five straight or four straight TBD triple picks. So we're either all going to do really well this week, or we're all screwed. I think the only one we've uh, picked different is where I picked FSU against LSU. We'll see what happens here in a minute. Next up, we've got South Alabama at number 24, Tulane at 8 p.m. Tulane is making some noise as they're predicted by the TBD boys to win the AAC, the Atlantic American Conference, however you say that. They're coming off a huge upset bowl win in the Cotton Bowl against USC, and I think that they have some pretty big expectations for 2023. I think that we could, we're could we definitely seeing a shift in, uh, in, in there. Now, my question is, is 2023 Tulane just about to be 2021 Cincinnati? Come out of the AAC right out the gate. They beat all these teams. They maybe make the – I mean, I don't, I'm not picking Tulane to make the college football playoff. Hear me. I think they finish in the top 15. But my question is, you know, are they good for really – are they really good for one year and then they just drop off the next, right? So that's my question about Tulane. I think, I think there are some heavy expectations for them to, going into the season, though, so I'm excited to see it. ESPN FPI obviously has Tulane at 73%, but again, Vegas has them only by six. A little bit different here. Spread should be more for ESPN FPI. I'm picking first. Obviously, I got Tulane in this. There's nothing to it. It's Tulane. I think that they come out with this uh, by, I say, by 14. I think I got Tulane against South Alabama by 14. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Mason. And uh, even though they're they're an American team, you know, Tulane obviously they're in the state of Louisiana. And I'm not going to pick them solely because of that, but I'm not going to pick South Alabama. I think the Green Wave take it by 17. They look good last year. I'm confident in them this year. I'm excited to see if they are a one-year wonder. But either way, the Green Wave win here in week one. I am completely outraged that you would say that they may be a one-hit wonder. I think Tulane could possibly be the next Cincinnati. And honestly... Cincinnati was not bad last year. They just were not as good as they were the year before. So, first of all, Tulane's going to blow out South Alabama. I I agree with Isaac, which whatever number he said, honestly, I don't even remember. I just know it's going to be a lot of points. 
But I will tell you, Tulane is the next Cincinnati, and we're gonna have we're gonna see Cincinnati and Tulane show that it it honestly doesn't matter if you're you're power five or you're in or if you're in the lower end, you can still have talent and you can still beat the big boys. Definitely, and I I think that that's a great point, Joey. Uh, next game, West Virginia at number seven, Penn State at seven thirty. Penn State has been really good. West Virginia hasn't. That's basically all I got on that one. Uh, Penn State came out first game last year, beat Purdue in a close one. Uh, but West Virginia is not Purdue. They're not as clutch. They don't pull the upset as often. Uh, we'll see what happens. ESPN FPI, we've got Penn State 89%, second highest F- FPI. The spread is Penn State by 20 and a half. Joey's picking first. Who you got in this one? Hey, Mason, real quick. Who was the quarterback for West Virginia last year? Uh, oh, JT Daniels. Who? JT freaking <laughs> Daniels. Yeah, the guy you were talking up the year before at Jordan. No, I'm just messing with you. I, I'm giving you a hard time. I'm definitely going to say we, that. Did we not just win two back-to-back national? I mean, you know. Not with JT there. Daniels. <laughs> Maybe not. That's fair. Who is now at Rice, I just wanted to mention. He transferred from West Virginia to Rice. So. Yeah, that's why I didn't say this year. But I didn't know which Rice. That's crazy. Shrimp um, frog, question mark? What? Shrimp fried, question mark? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm definitely going to say Penn State's going to take this away from West Virginia. Uh, I'm going to go just over the spread, and I'm going to go ahead and say 21 points. I got Penn State. Nothing to it. I got them to cover. I got them them to cover the spread. 21. I'm just going to say this. I don't really understand. It's just my opinion. I don't know how or why this is a primetime game Saturday night. I don't think West Virginia is going to be competitive at all. Then the Lions cover the spread. I got them by 24. It's in Happy Valley. It's week one. They're ready to roll. It's because they're in the Big Ten. That's why. (laughs) Oh, man. Moving on. Sunday. Northwestern at Rutgers at 12 p.m. Northwestern won this game last year, which is the Aer Lingus Bowl in Ireland, right? Good game. They won it by three points. Does it stay close this year? I don't know. ESPN, FPI, Northwestern 52%. Spread Rutgers six and a half, so we have a serious difference there. Northwestern winning this for ESPN, Rutgers winning this for Vegas. Uh, I'm really glad I don't have to pick first. Go ahead, Isaac. So this game was decided by a field goal last season in Ireland. This year it's at Rutgers, which is in Jersey. So with that being said, I'm gonna go with. Rutgers by a field goal. I think they'll. I don't think they'll cover the spread, but I think they will beat the FPI. And I think they'll beat Northwestern by a field goal. They'll return the favor, you could say. All right, I'm just gonna tell you right now, Isaac. I'm so sorry you just picked Rutgers because I'm definitely gonna be watching this game since this is one of our picks here. And I will just admit to you now: every time I turn on a Rutgers game, they go from leading to losing. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just say Northwestern's going to win this, and I'm probably, honestly, by a field goal. So last year, Northwestern did win this by a field goal. And Rutgers, in like week two, paid Georgia Southern to come up and play them. They were down by three within 40 yards, like within, like a 40-yarder field goal, and they missed it wide right. 
I got Northwestern in this one. Man, they're just not clutch. Rutgers is just not clutch. They got a new coach coming in this year, too, so I don't think that Rutgers is going to be set to pull this one out. I think Northwestern, after losing 11 games last year, is, is trying to make a mark, and I think this is the one team on their schedule they probably can beat, so Northwestern's going to take full advantage of that, and they're going to take this one. I got North freaking Western. Last game. Thank you for sticking with us. Last game on Monday night. We got number nine Clemson at Duke at 8 p.m. Is this going to be a good game? Probably not. It's probably going to be a blowout, but it's the only game on Monday, so we're picking it. Clemson looking for a big win to start the season because in 2021, they lost the opener to Georgia, and in 2022, they looked piss poor against Georgia Tech. Did they get the win? Yes. But their defense looked like kind of how USC looked like against San Jose State. Gave up 30 points. Not a great game. So, Dabo Sweeney, he needs a big opening win for his team in 2023. Cade Klubnik is starting for the Tigers this year. Joey's the Clemson fan here on this show. We're going to let him take just a second to talk about his expectations for Cade Klubnik. Oh, there's so many things I could say in a second. Cade Klubnik could possibly be a Heisman winner, at least top three in the Heisman by the end of this season. Um yeah, and so can Carson Beck. Honestly, who knows? I think that definitely with Garrett Riley behind him, supporting him, calling his plays, I definitely think that Cade Klubnik could be the next best quarterback in this league. That is quite the prediction. And that to me, that's a little out there. We'll see what happens. Garrett Riley, going to help, yes. But is it going to actually come to fruition? We shall see. ESPN, FPI, Clemson, 87%. The spread is Clemson by 12.5, which to me, that's a little low, if you ask me. Uh, Joey's picking first. He's probably going to have that same opinion. I think we already know who he's picking, so we'll just go ahead and ask. Joey, who you got? Uh, so I have the demon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got Clemson Tigers. I'm going uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say. I know this man did not just confuse the demon deacons I from meant Wake devil. Forest and the devil. blue devils. From I meant here. devil. Okay. The blue demons. Devil. The blue demons. They're demons. Um, yeah, I got the Clemson Tigers winning this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say 27 points uh, in this game. Uh, honestly, last time I saw Duke, you know, Kansas was great last season, but they weren't that great. It's still Kansas. So, really. My turn, my turn, my turn. Um, I also have Clemson for the exact same reasons, but I got Clemson by six. It's going to be close. That's the theme. We should have named that the ep- this episode that. It's going to be close. <laughs> yeah, so I think this one may actually be a decent game. Obviously, I'm going to pick Clemson. I think Clemson covers the spread. I like him by two touchdowns. But Mike Elko, there's a lot of hype in Durham. I don't think Duke football is all that. Um, but with that said, I think the Tigers will win it. But I think it'll be a decent game. I like the Tigers by 14. Yeah, we obviously have some great matchups this week. We're super excited that college football is back. And we just want everybody to know it's the tagline of our show. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that there is a Father in heaven who loves you. The Bible tells us in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world, he sent his only Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He takes away the sin. He gives you freedom. He steps into your struggle. He puts his hand out to you when you're in the pit. He pulls you out and he sets you on the firm foundation, the rock that is Jesus. He loves you. He is waiting for you to reach out. If you haven't, 
you should. If you have questions about that or about anything that you struggle with, if you need prayers, we are praying for our listeners. If you ever need anything, reach out to us on our Instagram DMs. Leave a comment on this YouTube video. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to share the gospel with you. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week to review this week one, and we will talk about week two and the biggest games of week two next week. Thank you so much. I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And I'm Isaac. This has been the TVD College Football Podcast. Bye-bye. Later. Later.